Cuddle your kitties and give your dog a bone. It's an animal-themed episode today as we welcome back mediums Monica Lira and Cindy Huff. and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents the Hometown Haunts podcast. I'm your host, Kat Loco, and along with me in, in the shadows are Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. They'll be joining us in just a little bit. You can follow us on a bevy of social media at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. You can join our Facebook group, Hometown Haunts, where we chat all about the fringe history, spooky stories, and whatever have you, like the UFO sightings a few weeks ago, there for the Cincinnati region. Also, we want to, we're dying to hear your own hometown haunts, so you can email those to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. We're looking for everything. UFO stories, your own personal ghost stories, urban legends. I love to hear it. Christina loves to hear it. And so does Jen. So please send those in. We're an official podcast that can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see us while we're doing the show, like right now, you can watch the video feed on YouTube. Find us by searching Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities and please rate and review us on all the different platforms so spooky history lovers just like yourself can find us. Some show notes. Uh, thank you to everyone that has submitted stories for this year's Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Anthology. This will be our third year. We're all very excited. And we look forward to announcing the artists a little bit later. We also want to take a minute to stand to send our support to the people of Ukraine and those who live in Kharkiv, our sister city, Cincinnati and Kharkiv, our sister cities. Please write your representatives and senators to allow refugees into the country to assuage the humanitarian crisis. Also, there are many animal companions that are in need. So if you would like to help them out, you can always donate some funds over to the Humane Society International, which is his.org, UA Animals, which we'll put the links, of course, in our show notes, the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And then also here in the tri-state area, we have some local rescues because there's always dogs, cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, and birds just to name a few, that all need loving homes. So you can look at Heart Rescue at rescueheart.org, the Ohio Alley Cat Rescue, O-A-R. And uh, that looks like the all of our <laughs> donations for now, or rescues. But there are a lot, and there are always animals that need homes. I particularly have a soft spot for Ohio Alley Cat Rescue because they will find new homes for cats that have been found on the streets. Plus my neighbors work with them and volunteer a lot of time. There's a lot of snuggly kitty cats and fluffy dogs that would like some forever homes. So with that said, we want to welcome back our friends, Monica Lira and Cindy Huff, who are wonderful mediums that speak to the animals. Cindy and Terry run animal communications and wellness services and we'll have that link in the show notes as well um and you can find them on facebook as well cindy is a healing is hmm. cindy is a healing touch for animals an hta practitioner and has training in canine and equine massage terry is also an hta practitioner and has additional training as a medical intuitive she's also trained 
is also a trained Alexander teacher and applies her training to animals as well as humans. They also do psychic readings. You can find them. We'll put the information in the show notes because it's very long. But um, Monica also does readings over phone or email. You can contact her at lyrastudios at gmail.com. So welcome back to the show, ladies. Welcome back, Cindy and Monica. Our listeners have a bunch of questions about their furry friends. So before we get into that, how are you two doing? You know, not too bad. Uh, it's it's that time of year. It's spring is sprung and people are coming and going on the earthly plane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's tough. I have to relate that um, I was in the office and I volunteer in an office three days a week. And uh, uh, we used to have a cat that lived on the street that the office is on. Mm-hmm. Now the cat claimed our office as her turf. And uh, one day decided to go in the open door that somebody had just opened and walked through and made herself at home. And that's the way it was for the next year or so. Otherwise we'd never had a cat in there at all. And, <laughs> and then we, uh, we had a, a, a boss who's, who's, um, who's concerned about others, you know, allergies and such. And so we had a limit the the cat's time indoors and we had to make sure the place was clean. So in case anybody was allergic and the cat got sick and the owner didn't notice mm-hmm. it. And we did. And it didn't look, it, she didn't last long. She passed over Christmas. Oh. And I said, well, you know, I know she'll be back because you know, she loved us and she loved the office. And don't you know, (laughs) last week I was talking to my friend about something or other. And I kept seeing out of the corner of my eye, something blitzing back and forth in front of the radiator. I said, did you see that? She said, what? I just saw something brown. And it wasn't a full, full on brown. It was like uh, just a part, a little piece of about like this big, back and forth and up and down. And she said, oh, my God, what do you think it is? And we both looked at each other and said, it's Minnie, (laughs) the cat. (laughs) (laughs) And the minute I said that, it never happened. It stopped. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. um, Just wanted the acknowledgement. Just the acknowledgement was enough. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's important, I think, that when they do pass, and and when animals pass, just like when people pass, because Monica and I talk to dead people too. Uh, it's, it's like, that's how we met, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're still, the connection is still there. And I think right. that's something that is really important for people to understand. The animals, I think, Monica usually do. They, they understand that if they, they leave the body, the body's a container, albeit one that we're all very attached to. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the way my horse smells. I, you know, it, it sounds weird, but horses have just a Monica, I think, would understand. They're just like they have this really neat smell. Um, parrots do too. <laughs> please. Sorry. Parrots do as well. Uh, you'll have to show me that next time I come to your house. I've, just, I, I've not smelled one of your birds, Monica. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a parrot. You can all smell your birds and you can come out and smell the horse. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right. That sounds like an excursion. So, Kat, didn't you have a question about Mickey? I did, but Mickey has left the room. She was oh, just like, nope. Anyway. 
So yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Anyway. It's just um so she was in here earlier. Now we got McWhiny Pants puppy and um uh, which is why I'm muted most of the time and chewy. So um yeah, we I was just curious about what she was thinking, how she's doing cuz now that she's gone deaf, she doesn't really communicate with us very much anymore. And I'm hoping she's doing okay. Um and then also we've had a very hard fall. We lost one of our dogs and then a rabbit. So um, she lost her companions for over a decade mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just hope she's doing okay. So if you can tune into her, that'd be great. If not, that's fine. I know we have a lot of listeners who have sent in their pet pictures as well. Pat, I'm getting a picture of a paw. And I think the thing uh, to communication is touch. A lot of it is touch. And with a deaf dog like her, she's part of the family for so long, touch is an important part of her being even more now. So mm-hmm. I see paws, I see, I see pad rubbing. Mm-hmm. You know, this, okay. this sense of area back here, way mm-hmm. back here in the big, the big spot. Mm-hmm. And um, Chad won't let me touch his, his paws unless it's that little spot. And it's the softest spot. Everything mm-hmm. else is kind of calloused, but there's that soft spot. And you can rub it and massage it. And then you can uh, communicate that way. You can tell her, you know, verbally or mentally that you do love her, that you do care for her. And you show it by the strokes you give her, the hugs, the kisses, and, mm-hmm. and that you're worried about her. Oh, yeah. And she probably would, would come back with, and you might get a picture of something that just might flash into your brain mm-hmm. yeah. because they communicate with pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's my little cuddle bug. She's the only one that's not crated. She sleeps mm-hmm. on her bed. Mm-hmm. So, and she's, yeah, you're right. She really has been much more cuddly since she's lost her hearing. Yeah. So yeah. It's something to be aware of and, and maybe an extra treat not a lot of them but you know no she she has a very dainty figure to upkeep <laughs> she's a former show dog so she's the only one who loves being groomed i bring out the brush and she's just like yes and she just stands she's like i am ready brush me so yeah the other two are like oh man no I don't want to be brushed. I like laying in the leaves. <laughs> they leave and the room when they hair. see you coming. <laughs> yeah. So. Room, yeah. Yeah. So. No. Oh. Oh, thank you. That's good insight. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I. I think you're doing a really nice job. The feeling I have from the dog is that you're doing a really nice job of understanding that sound is no longer an open avenue of communication for her mm-hmm. and it may monica i don't know um i didn't get a chance to to i kind of butted out of the conversation since you were going oh. but the thing that would be interesting to ask is um whether is the full range of hearing that she's lost or just a certain part of the range mm-hmm. okay um, the other thing that I think would be really interesting is um, vibration becomes a lot more important, so especially as she, you know, the dog ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
you know, doing things like if you're going to approach the dogs, you know, laying down, you're going to approach walk heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't, don't, I don't know if you have young kids in the house, they would have a ball with that, but mm-hmm. um, you know, just walk. So she picked, she picked, the dog picks up the vibration from the floor. So because a, I know Monica, I, I've had a couple of clients. I don't know if you have that, but their dogs of age and they started getting older and they would walk up and touch the dog and the dog would swing. Of course. But yeah. what you do is you walk, they recognize your, your, your stride. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they know who you are the moment you walk in and, and if, even if they're not in the room. So, you know, the thing to do with um, a deaf animal, I think is to just tap the floor or mm-hmm. pat, pat the floor um, mm-hmm. and they'll feel the vibration and yeah. react to that. And then you yep. can approach them. Then you can mm-hmm. touch. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's how, um, Unfortunately, how uh, some older dogs uh, end up being, in air quotes, biters towards the end of their life, because people don't think about that. And especially if you have young children in the house, how do you explain to them mm-hmm. that a dog they, they've known for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly they can't just run, run up and, you know, rub on them and play and love on them mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the, the dog gets startled. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I've told people with children in the home mm-hmm. when this happens is to sit them down and depending on the ages, you have to kind of, but basically just say, you know what, we have to warn whatever the dog's name is. We have to let her him know we're coming from a longer way out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when, you know, and if you, for a child, you can kind of say, you know, it's like when you're really asleep, you're really, really hard asleep. And it takes a little while to, to wake you up right? You know, you wouldn't want somebody coming and just touching you mm-hmm. without saying something to you. Well, she can't hear you. Mm-hmm. So how else can you let her know you're coming? And the, the because older dogs start getting deaf. I mean, I had a dachshund that God love her. She got deaf. She was deaf mm-hmm. when she was a lot older. And even with her, I would just kind of, what Monica was suggesting, you know, create a vibration Mm-hmm. And gently sit down next to her and make sure that the eyes were open all the way. Because mm-hmm. this, the greyhound we have, he can have his eyes half open and the dog is sound asleep. So yeah, older dogs sleep a lot more soundly. So, you know, it's a managing yeah. thing, but it's sitting down talking to the children in the house or, and just making people aware. Mm-hmm. You can manage it, but you just have to be careful. Yeah. The other thing I might add is that dogs have psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to see spirit shadows uh they know when you're coming home mm-hmm. oh your car's not in the driveway they sense that yes. um, or they'll hear your car coming from two miles off and nobody can hear that but they know your engine noise then mm-hmm. so you know if you're two miles from home or a mile from home and you figure that your dog is going to be sleeping alert your dogs and mm-hmm. say to your, your kids hey Let's send out a message to exactly the deaf dog. Let's say we're coming home now. Yes, and, mm-hmm. uh, you want to meet us at the door? We're coming home, and we'll be there in two minutes. Mm-hmm. And let them all scream that. And it, the energy that puts out, I think, mm-hmm. the dog feels that because mm-hmm. it's bonded to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea, Monica. Yeah, it is a good, good idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. That's a lot of good input. Yeah, especially yeah, with welcome. the kids because we I got a three-year-old and uh, he's loud but what we've done is 
taught him to approach the dogs facing them instead mm-hmm. of from behind. Right. So and that's and then usually he's carrying a treat. So um, that's smart. Kind of, yeah. It's so just you're, the, you're invoking smell then. As yeah, well, which is she, really good. Her smell is impeccable. Um, but she's starting to get cataracts in her eyes, so sight is not quite there anymore. I also mm-hmm. trim her bangs back so she can technically see. Mm-hmm. So we're making a lot of adjustments to make sure she can still get as much sense as possible. So yeah, we have treats and oh boy does little guy love giving the dogs treats mm-hmm. that's so. that's wonderful and just yeah. understand too i think my monica i want you to weigh in on this too but as we age and our senses start changing i mean we i don't know about y'all but i'm gonna be 69 this year monica i think is i think she's younger now, but anyway but, like you 25 know, so, i thought yeah well, yeah maybe yeah. 25 I'm legal for monica <laughs> You're legal. Seven <laughs> different galaxies. But you know, you know, as we age, you know, we're we're kind of starting. You know, the eyes don't see as well anymore. We don't hear as well anymore. Right. And so, if you think about how you feel, you know, you're a little more uncomfortable, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're in a situation where, like, if you're traveling out of town, you don't feel you know you're in home, so you don't feel maybe as safe. Um, you know, so it's like that when animals age too. And if they get startled, they become afraid. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they become afraid, that's more often than not why older dogs bite. Mm-hmm. And, 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 Be- and if I can butt in here, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, um, it's your that goes, that goes when you said with the biters, that goes with the sundown syndrome, the downers, oh, yeah. the sundowners. And it happens to people who may have dementia and it happens in dogs who don't. And certainly this little fuzzy head right there. <laughs> yeah, we keep seeing him moving around. Yeah. <laughs> that fuzzy head right there experiences that. So by seven o'clock right now, or whatever time it starts, the sun's going down, he starts growling at the boys mm. for no reason. There's no food involved because he is a food protector when it comes to his food. But sundown syndrome it's absolutely there so i have to sometimes give him a chill pill half a chill pill just to mm-hmm. bring him down a notch yeah mm-hmm. but again that's something that if you have an animal a dog or a cat that is aging you know that's something to, to really think about as they get older you know mm-hmm. smell for one thing if you have an older animal it starts not wanting to eat a lot mm-hmm. first of all if client calls me with that it's like have you been to the vet that is always my number one. Have you had your animals to the vet? If you haven't, you need to do that like right away, especially if it's a cat because cats can go down really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and in, engage the, the senses that are there. So Monica was talking about smell, all right? So if the ears are going and the eyes are starting to go, um, make the food have a lot more aroma to it. Um, we had a, a, a basset hound years ago, Maggie no tail. She had somebody had doctor. She, she had had an accident. Her tail got docked, but most cheerful, wonderful, joyful dog you ever want to meet who had kidney disease. Mm. Okay. And so she's nauseated. They're nauseated with that disease. They can be nauseated a lot of time. And I joined a, a support group that of people who had dogs in that similar situation. I've learned a tremendous amount from those people. From, from we all talked like, what's working with yours? And what's working? So it's a really a supportive thing, but also trading ideas about how do we get these dogs to eat 
And that was the, the key was make it as smelly as you can. People were using tripe and all kinds of stuff to get the dog, the smell engaged. Mm-hmm. So the dog would eat, even though they might feel nauseated a little bit, they got the dog to eat and that worked with our dog for, for a while until things just shut down. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I learned a lot from that. And you can learn a lot, I think, from connecting with people who might, whose pet might have a similar situation to yours or a group of mm-hmm. people, or even if you don't, like we, we just adopted greyhounds. We haven't, we've had one other greyhound many years ago and she was an older dog. This guy is two and a half. He's off the track. He's a baby, 70 some plus pound baby. Um, and, you know, so it's like, you know, what is his world about? Right. He comes off the track. He goes to a foster home for a month and then he's here. Mm-hmm. Right. What's his world about? Does he even understand what, he knows to be in a crate because that's what they do at the track. They're in a crate or they're out in the yard doing pan poop and running around, or they're out on the track being trained. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what was his world like? How do we make the bridges for him and give him what he's need, what he needs? And, and, mm-hmm. you know, Monica was talking about the kind of dogs she has. I mean, we have three different kinds um, plus a cat. <laughs> and so <laughs> who they leave alone. Um, and I would too. Uh, but, you know, in, in having a greyhound, they're very different and um, understanding that what he needs more than anything else is to run. Mm-hmm. We have a really small yard. So finding places for him to go to run, dog park, mm-hmm. finding other dogs for him to play with, maybe doggy daycare. We're also the greyhound uh, rescue group that we got him from, adopted him from. You know, I'm in touch with people on that group on Facebook. It's like, let's get a play day. What about Boys of America Park? Let's, mm-hmm. you know, and let's get our dogs together and let them run because that's what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dad and laying on his bed and sleeping. Those are two things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to get long-winded, but, yeah. but the point of this is understanding what type mm-hmm. of dog you have or what our cat, and a cat is not like a dog, not just yeah. in looks, but in motivation. And understanding that and trying to help them feel comfortable mm-hmm. in your home. Yeah. Well, on that note, we have we have a bunch of less listeners that have questions yeah. about their pets. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, do you want to read them, Kat? And I'll sure. bring the pictures on. Uh, so our first is from Chad. So you want to yeah, sure. and I'll share screen and, and show okay. his adorable dog. Okay. So this okay Oop. can Let you all me... see him mm-hmm. i can but um i need to minimize the view <laughs> so i can read my um, hey, oh, sweetie we... look at that so yeah. i can read the questions so there we go yeah this is from chad we got our pup humphrey almost two years ago from the humane society they have no info on his story on what his story was they got him from a surrender shelter in kentucky he has scarred over puncture wounds on his legs and chunks missing out of his ears oh poor guy mm-hmm. we always had uh, we have always just kind of wondered what happened to him and what he has been through he is so gentle and such a sweet soul. Can't imagine who could ever abuse or neglect such an amazing pup. Go ahead, Monica. I'll chime in when you're when. Okay. When you're well, I was looking at his. I was looking at him from the bottom up, but I did see the two ears. 
um, and he's lost some fur that's been pulled on. He could have been, uh, uh, he could have been a bait dog, and mm. the puncture wounds, uh, and and that's that's a holy terror. Uh, or he could have been used in dog fighting. I mean, but dog fighting, you know, that's just terrible. Um, he's he's stately. He's ready to forget that other side of him. And he's already, he's already made the transition into, this is great. <laughs> but he's, he may still have like dreams. I don't know, Cindy, do you suppose he, he could still have terror dreams of- I think dogs life? can have PTSD. Yeah. Horses can, certainly cats can, dogs can. And yeah, I think it's quite possible. I, I, he is extremely sweet dog. He's sweet. He's very gentle. Um, and what I've been kind of sending him, Monica, as you've been talking with him and connecting with him, is then is then and now is now. Mm -hmm. And the people have to remember that too. I think sometimes we we get involved in their stories because we're so outraged or so angry that people could treat an animal like that. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, we, we get wound up about it. So our emotions are going and we're seeing those pictures in our head. They can read them. Right. So mm -hmm. then is then, now is now, I, I think is really important for this guy to know. And he's in a loving home. Um, and he's just, uh, Monica, I agree with you. He's extremely gentle. He is. He's very gentle happy. and sweet. Um, and the thing I wanted, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask him about it. Are the puncture wounds on his legs or where are they? Does it say on the, yeah, it I'm looking. Um, yeah. He has scarred over puncture wounds on his legs and chunks missing out of his ears. Okay. Well, the ears I can kind of, yeah, it makes some sense. So I wanted to ask him about his legs, if you don't mind. I just kind of like to know how, yeah. Hi buddy. Yeah. You are a sweetie. Can you, can you tell me, um, do you have any discomfort in your legs? Is anything bothering you? Are your legs bothering you in any way? Okay. Um, and you do understand then as then? He says, no, not really. Do you do understand then as then, now as now, right? And his response to that was, they love me. He's learning what love is. That's what his family is teaching him, is what human being dog relationships are really supposed to be about he was an object oh okay he was an object he was a thing that was used to to train other dogs i think monica's right on that too and so you know and, and often in rural areas animals are thought of as property or things and not thinking living feeling beings uh, I see it a lot in the horse world too. So it's, it's, he is just a gentle giant. He is so sweet. He is so kind. And he's beginning to really understand that he's home. And I think that that they'll see a, a little, another shift with him when that really sinks all the way into the bone marrow with him. You know, he's almost there. I think Monica, what do you think? Did you get a sense about yeah. that? Um, he's going to make a transition in about, four or five months mm -hmm. and then again in another three because he's he's fitting in he's he's trying to figure out this new world but he's mm -hmm. he's he's telling me that i'm getting the fact that he's 
he's comfortable here, but he doesn't know mm -hmm. if it's going to last. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you, you have to tell him, Cindy, that it's going to it's forever home. But he yeah. is health wise. He's he's a very strong heart. Mm -hmm. I thought that he, maybe um, they should start his his hips since he's such a big dog, his hips are uh, a little achy. Um, and maybe some preventative glucosamine yeah. or something. Yeah, there's a lot of good products out now. We, we yeah. have all three of ours on, and the horses are on their version of it. Um, yeah. But even the young dog, I think just putting that, putting good quality um, building blocks for joint fluid back in, especially for a dog like this that is, Unfortunately, I think been yanked around a bit, literally, and um, you know, so his joints have been stretched in ways that they weren't intended to go. Um, doing it now is, you know, getting a good and talking to your vet, the vet about a good, good uh, support uh, supplement for his joints would be a great idea. Help great. this guy, help this guy, you know, get the joints better. I'm I'm looking at his ear and I, I it it feels like it's in a little inflamed on the that right ear that I can mm -hmm. see and mm -hmm. I'm wondering if um if they could look that have that looked at or or just maybe mm -hmm. washed with some mm -hmm. soap and water and then neosporin mm -hmm. but he's he's um he's he's very furry he looks like he he enjoys being groomed and getting undercoat mm -hmm. And he's, he's very calm. He's very calm. And I think the family he's with, um, if you, if you, are there children in the home? No. Okay. It's a younger so, couple. Okay. And so uh, the thing, the one piece of feedback I'd like to give them is if they can think about putting love into their hands and just gently petting him and if they're you know they're brushing him put love into their hands he's getting there i he there's that little i agree with monica there's that bit of is it real mm -hmm. is this really real mm -hmm. you know and is this this what is this the way it's supposed to be with people you know so he's trying really hard and <clears throat> i think every animal is different but he will get to a place where that as I said, the light bulb will go off and they'll see him shift the rest of the way and just really relax. Um, he's a really neat dog and they've done a wonderful thing in bringing him home. It he is. deserves every bit of it. He's got a hassock. I think he's going to make a move for a bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's really great insight. All right. Let's go to the next one. That um, is. And, I, and, I see and a Mon lot of puppy cuddles, which are oh when they lean. Uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. um, so this uh, is monica kitties. yeah monica probably recognizes these kitties these are uh, otis and uh bubo um, yes. i think actually this is uh, the the one to the left is otis and the one to the right is bubo and um I, you know i i think uh vanessa would like you to talk to them uh she was going to be here but she just did the big ink today so she's tired but um these cats um and, and part of this, uh, her husband feeds them four or five times a night. So when wow. he and, and when he goes out of town, then they expect to be fed four or time, five times a night. And I think she wants to know how she can get their behavior so that they'll let them sleep at night. 
Although I don't know if they'll ever change the behavior unless George changes his behavior. I was going to say, you have to train the husband first and the cats will follow. <laughs> Either that or you're going to have to get some um, uh, feeding trays that are alarmed and that will open at a certain Slow feeders, time. yeah. Yeah, cool. so, yeah, self-feeders. So that way they, they both can have their own at a certain time, mm -hmm. at the same time. That's a great idea because that could also help reset that schedule mm -hmm. and get mm -hmm. it to, to a lesser frequency. Um, you know, the hard part about that is he's feeding them at night. I, I think, I believe cats are nocturnal. They adapt and wake up during the day for us just because, it, you know, people aren't generally. Um, and so, you know, they, they try to stay awake during the day so they can eat and interact with their people. But by nature, they're nocturnal, I think. So, yeah. you know, if they could use that kind of solution, which I think is brilliant, um, to, to kind of start training them down from the frequency, less frequency, mm -hmm. and maybe start then shifting that up to more into the daytime. Um, I, I, my, you know, my experience with cats is limited. I didn't have them when I was a child. I've had a lot, you know, a good number of them since I've been an adult. And what I've learned about them is they're, 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 you can influence them into eating at certain times. I think by nature, they're grazers. And I don't know, Monica, what you think, but I've, I know I've Sophia, only had cats that are grazers and yeah. they, they like that better. Uh, but but they were not um, obese. They, they kind of paced themselves. I don't know if the reason that he's feeding them four and five times a night is because one is sick, has, has issues. One does have um, issues. Yeah. I, one has some certain um, I, has issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, one of, and, and I could, I could uh, text Vanessa and ask her, but yeah, one of them can only eat canned food. Because I mean, a lot of dry food is is bad for cats anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Especially we have a, male cats, yeah. We Especially have a, it gives them kidney problems too. Yes. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I've been raising Conan to eat a lot. I mean, he likes dry food, but we actually give him a lot of meat. Like when we make yes. meat, like if I make if I make like mm -hmm. pulled pork or if I make uh, whatever, I give him some of our meat, and and I've done that since he was a kitten, and um, they love it you know lately mm -hmm. we, we got an air fryer and we've been making chicken wings and it saves mm -hmm. all the drippings at the bottom i don't put any spices oh. on or anything and i save that to put on their food every day they awesome like i bet they love that they're pretty spoiled I don't, I don't know how otis would take to that if he's sick uh, yeah he, yeah i think the, like a like a like almost gluten-free kind of cat one of those you know mm. you can't eat that stuff and i mean when you think about it uh some cat foods are you know most to, yeah. to, to keep it together hey monica um, do you have a pendulum handy because i don't know where mine is um can you yeah, uh, I, yeah i'm I, thinking I, ch check their chakras on the one that that maybe that's uh, not feeling as well um cats are cats are really touchy um yeah our cat so, is allergic to almost all vegetables yeah it would be interesting to see what the vet would have to say about how the, the, the one cat that's a little more sensitive, um, maybe that cat needs to be fed a little differently or, mm -hmm. and then you've got two cats and then how do you do that? And that you can get into all kinds of contortions with, you know, that. But um, I think understanding what the, the issue might be first from a medical perspective and then 
once you understand that also, then again, getting out, use the power of the internet, get out there and find some folks that maybe have cats with the same type of thing um, and get some suggestions because I, I think that, you know, cats are, are hard anyway, if something's going on and they don't, you know, they have trouble eating. Um, they also change very quickly. So it just, I think getting the medical input and then getting, getting in community with some people who maybe have cats with something that's similar um, and seeing what they've had success with. But again, with cats, cats are very strongly, I, I believe, very strongly motivated by smell. So st make it stinky, man. You know, get the strongest can of tuna you can find. I, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, we have an elderly cat, like I said, and she's uh, not, not felt by any stretch she never has been. She's short and pudgy and she weighs about 13 pounds, right? So weight's always been an issue with her. Not with these cats, it doesn't look like, but with her it has. And so um, she's been ill recently and that's what we did is we actually introduced more smell. Um, as well I, as a little bit of tuna. <laughs> a little bit of tuna is good. I, yeah. I, I always limited tuna. But she doesn't but have any GI um, issues. So yeah. this this cat is 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 GI. Is a GI okay. issue? Yeah. My, yeah my yes. Yes. Is a GI. That's what I was thinking. My yeah, my, my pendulum says GI issues, and that it's satisfied with its meals, likes its meals, not too smelly. Thank you very much. And it's going back and forth. No, we don't like it. Um, and um, are you in any pain? Some pain, but that's with the stomach, I would think, huh? Yeah. So perhaps this is almost GERD, like GERD, would this mm. be GERD or your, yes, this would be like reflux, acid reflux. And maybe that would be something to talk about the vet with. Mm -hmm. if, if a cat can be treated for that, it might, it might, if it was treated with like a, I don't know if they could be treated with Prilosec, but something like that, similar with animals that would just bring down that, that heartburn type feeling. So the cat's more comfortable, but as it is, he's, he's, he's okay with, with his life yeah. as it is. And I think what, what Monica just did is what we can do in situations where there are potentially medical issues is ask the cat, basically she was using a pendulum, which is a tool to get the yes, no answers. And she was asking the cat questions. And, and based on that, she's, you know, she was able to say, well, maybe think about having this conversation with the vet and, and, and you know, maybe look at some of this. So she's doing that based on the answers that the cat was giving you, right? Yes. Um, I wanted to point out that that's something that for animal communicators is a little bit of a touchy ground because we, we aren't vets and, you know, Monica and I and, and Terry, my wife, she's also a communicator. We are really careful. Um, we want to know what the animal feels. How are you feeling? Tell me what's bothering you. Right. And GI tract. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly what you did, Monica. You said GI tract and, we're talking a little bit more about that. So, um, you know, our job, I think, is to do what Monica just did. How are you feeling in your body? Where is it? Where are you getting the feedback from? Uh, what would, you know, and, and asked, you asked about food a little bit, I think. 
Um, so that's what we do, I think. We, we, we help the humans understand from the cat's perspective or dog or horse or whatever, um, what, the, what they're feeling. We're not, we're not giving you a diagnosis. We're saying, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get to dance around that with your veterinarian because that, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't know, Monica, how you handle that with clients, but generally I say, do not walk into your vet's office and say, well, my animal communicator said, <laughs> because, you, you know, that puts us in a really precarious yeah, position we're, we're legally. Not, it's like, we're not it's like getting medical advice. We're not going to do that. Yeah. And our job is to do exactly what you did, Monica, which is how are you feeling? What, what's going on with what you're feeling? Um, we could go on for a half an hour with like, do you feel, how do you, what do you feel before you eat? What do you feel while you're eating? What do you feel after you eat? When is it, you know, when are you the most uncomfortable? Because that also gives you some information. We could, I mean, this could be, we could do a half an hour reading with one cat. Right. Oh but, yeah. 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 And, and um, you know, speaking of which I'll have to tell her cause they my, my vet actually did prescribe an antacid for my cat Miffy. So maybe that's something that the vet could give to her cat as well. Um, Good. Yeah. All right. Next, hey. next, this is a weird one. Uh, do you want to read this cat? Uh, yeah, I, I can. Say weird, but um, let me uh, get to the picture. It's a unique case. Yes. But I will say Wheatley used to take Prilosec. Yes. That's, oh yeah this is a beta oh yeah this yes. is a beta fish Ooh. so this is from pet and you know this, this is um <gasps> beautiful in mud mud pits and you know and it's so difficult their life and this one doesn't look very happy either well well let I, me read the question read the so yeah. this is from pet Anne. my male beta is in my 90 gallon tank and was always friends with my female sword-tailed fish mitzi she just died and he will not leave her side should i get him a new companion so he looks a bit rough because he's a bit glum he is glum okay well let's see i'm gonna try my yes no here and see what goes on mm-hmm. and i'll talk do some things in the background of my head here so mike we'll both i'll take turns kind of i'll back off from you know the name of the fish, fish? Um, um yes not the male or do you christina I, I think i forgot uh while you're thinking let me look back at my notes because she did say what the name of it was and um i thought i'd pasted it in but maybe i didn't it was hard pasting all the stuff in here yeah um hold on let me look he looks like a ben <laughs> i don't know why he just does Let's see. poor guy um, yeah, I mean, you know, she was afraid to take it out of the tank because it's it won't leave it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's yeah. that would be very. Yeah. Oh, mm. his name. His name is Meatball. No, oh, Meatball. <laughs> okay, Meatball. I'm Monica. I know you're sad. Oh, we're very sad. Would it be all right if she took your friend's body and gave it a nice burial? Is this something you'd agree to? Yes. Would you be interested in a new tank mate? It won't be like your friend, but it would be someone else you might like to meet. 
he's very strongly for that. It's going wag, 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 wag. And I'll move it. I'm going to move it right here. Okay, meatball. Let's see if I can. There we go. Would you like to tell me if you'd like a new friend? Okay, right now it's going north and south. So that's a yes. Tell her yes, he'd like a new friend. And he's very sad about this one. But he underst you understand we have to take the fish out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will let them know. Yes, I'm sorry for your sadness. Throw some love to Meatball. Talk to Meatball. Meatball needs love. And if you want to put a flower or two over there, I wouldn't object to that. You know, treat it as a mourning period for this poor fish. You know, go the extent of placing some flowers in front of it and you can bury his friend. But he does want another friend. He's very lonely. Mm -hmm. Did you so, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I was kind of, I was doing, using the opportunity to just kind of feel into how he, he feels. Um, I think you got it really well. Uh, I just want to ask him a question. Do you understand that your friend's spirit is no longer in that body? Do you understand that? That body's not going to move on its own anymore. Was the other fish a female? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask him. It, it's really interesting to talk to non-mammals for me. Because they're very experiential, at least my, my, when I speak with them, they do this in a, a little bit of a different way. Um, Monica was using a tool called a pendulum to get the yes no's clear, okay? Um, but they're, they're very integrated with their environment, okay? So um, first of all, let, being very thoughtful and asking her, asking him if it was all right for her body to be removed if he was ready. Monica, I think, was really a good... Um, a good thing to do. Um, but I want him to understand that her spirit is always with him. They were friends. They were, they were, they were together. And that he may have a new friend coming um, and, and a new fish to develop a relationship with just like he did with her. And that her spirit is still all around that tank with him. Aww. Do you feel him? Do you feel her around? He says, uh, he's talking about that he, he didn't understand this. So, you know, he's talking about seeing um, flashes of light hmm. that it would like a, a real quick little um, dart of light, not an orb, you know, not an orb where they, you know, oftentimes you'll see spirits come in with, they're like lights floating around the top, you know, corner of the room. Yeah, you can get sparkly. Um, yeah, and all that stuff. But in this case, it's more of kind of like she's just doing little, like almost like lightning flashes. So he knows she's still with him. He just wants 
and needs for comfort and other physical presence. I'm not sure how you select fish based on temperament. Um, the only experience I've had with that was besides goldfish. Um, Oscar, you know what Oscars are? The real mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard they're pretty yeah. aggressive uh, hunters. Oh, I'm not yeah. suggesting you put an Oscar in the no, no. <laughs> stretch. But but I learned a lot about fish from an Oscar that when, when I was a high school teacher a long time ago. Um, one of my students brought in this this huge Oscar, and that and we had him in a tank, you know, in the biology lab. You know, so, and he would interact with 36 to 8, 38 screaming teenage girls four times a day, right? And he was just, he would make eye contact. So fish, we don't always think of fish as being real sentient and real wanting to connect with us, but they do. It's not just food. They're a different experience. They don't, um, reptiles also. Uh, if we had a lot of time, I'd tell you an iguana story. It's just, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Next show, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, but anyway, long story short, yes, he would like a companion, I think, and and be very respectful when you take the body uh, of his, his friend out and prepare him. Just kind of show him if you go and pick out a fish, you have it in mind, just show him in your head. Send him a picture and say, this is who's going to come and live with you. Or take a picture and hold it up to the. You to could the do tank. that too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and, you could do that and too. Let them see it, and and then mentally suggest: yeah. Is this a good fit? Okay, great. And I, trust I, your gut. And trust your gut. And she listens to the show every week, so I'm, I know she's going to love this advice. Um, okay. Um, next yep. is is Mindy, and we, she has three cats here, um, and I'm going to show. But she talks mostly about two of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is her cat Luke, no, oh. and this is her cat Leia, oh. and this is her cat Sheldon. Oh, and Kat, Sheldon. if you want to read about um, what she says about her cats. Okay, so Mindy asks, why is my cat? Leia so jealous of my cat Sheldon I can't even look at Sheldon without Leia barging in no matter what I do she bullies him too okay let me start with her if you don't mind Monica is that right right ahead okay so is this is this Leia that I'm looking at yeah this is Leia the first thing that comes to mind is Princess Leia from Star Wars of course (laughs) yes yes they 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 seem to be named after pop culture (laughs) yes yeah okay so I'm just going to say hello to her Hello, sweetheart. And I talk out loud just basically. No, no, ones. it's great. Yeah, yeah. So hi. Hello, sweetie. You know what? You are really a beautiful little, I think you're a tiger. Yes, you are. You're very beautiful. She says she this is a very curious cat. She's very curious. She's very smart. Um, and what is the other cat's name that they're having a problem with her with? Um, Sheldon. Sheldon. This is Sheldon. Sheldon. Okay, oh, Sheldon is a black cat. Okay, he's the black cat. Um, it, did she come into the home just as a side? Do you know if she came into the home before or after he did? Um, I let me think. I think she, let me double check. Um, it's not I doesn't matter, the... but sometimes that that does make a difference. Okay, I get so the you feeling her... that Sheldon came in more recently. Yeah, I yeah, think Sheldon I'm... did. I'm just double checking. Okay. Um, yeah, where... it's okay. Can you put her picture back up there for me, please? Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll move it back. Thank you. Um, I'm a little more visual, so I need. No, uh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, Um, there she is. All right. So 
yeah, what do you what do you think about your brother Sheldon? What do you think about? Ooh, really? She's like, not my brother. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, sweetie pie, do you know that? Yeah, that he lives in your house now. You live, you and he and the other cat all live together. She says, well, I, she, she, she would, she is a truly a princess. Okay. So she very much uh, would like to have and feels that she should have more of the attention. Um, she should be fed first and et cetera, et cetera. So this can go on. Um, she does not necessarily like sharing a litter box with Sheldon either. So um, I, I will we'll speak to the humans about that. Okay. So, yeah. So can you tell me why Sheldon bothers you so much? Ah, a couple things. One is, um, first of all, Sheldon does not know how to regulate his energy field very well. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sporadic. It's kind of... Um, I use the term spiky a little bit. It'd be interesting, Monica, if you check in and see if you get that, if you get what you get, what the impression you get of the energy field, because I don't want to lead the witness here. But she has trouble with his energy field and she has trouble with, he has, she says he doesn't respect her bubble. Okay. Mm -hmm. She doesn't respect that she needs her space at times and he just doesn't have a clue. Okay. He's going to, if he wants to do something, he's going to go do it. If he wants to, if she's in the path, you know, so be it, you know, he'll get distracted and try to, to, to engage her. And if she doesn't, she goes, you know, and whacks at him. Um, he's like, oh, really? Okay, fine. And he'll go off. Um, occasionally, he misreads that signal as play, which is not. So he has, he has a little trouble, I think, with the, the language, the body language. So, Leah, what I, what I would suggest, sweetie, yeah. By the way, are you feeling okay in your body just to make sure? Is there anything we need to tell mom? mom? Is there anything we need to tell mom about? I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Um, what I'm doing is letting her, if she wants to show me in my body, she can do that. Um, okay. Uh, two things. One is she does have a little bit of a touchy stomach, so careful with, with what, what is fed and when. Um, the other... She's taking my attention, my mind's eye, if you will, to my lower back. And I'm, I'm making sure it's her because I went to Pilates this morning. So, <laughs> so but that, that's a very good point when you work with animal communicators is we have to be, you know, if we ask how you're feeling in your body or Monica phrases it a different way, but it's kind of the same thing. You got to do a check of yourself first. So when I'm getting lower back, I'm going, okay, was that the reformer this morning or is it the cat, right? <laughs> um, it's, it's, she's having a little trouble. Um, I, and again, I'm not sure how old she is, but, but um, around the hip area and in front of the hips uh, in the back, she's starting to get a little stiff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and Monica, you want, and I want to thank her for, for telling me that all very quickly. She did very well. She's a very smart little girl. What I would tell you, Leah, is if you feel his energy coming and it feels spiky to you, go the other way. Um, get up high, get higher than him. Okay, get higher than him. Because you'll feel, I think you'll feel a little better if you do that. And I know you shouldn't have to move. She's like, well, I shouldn't have to move. <laughs> I know, I understand that. And 
you don't like how it feels when he he's not being respectful and he's not being um, mindful of your energy field either. So my suggestion right now, because I don't think he knows anybody, maybe Monica will explain it to him. Um, it, I don't know. But, you know, the best thing to do, sweetheart, is get the heck out of the way and get up high away from him. And when he walks by, he's going to be totally oblivious of what's going on behind him. Then you can get down, go back down and do what you want to do. Okay. But just don't get, you know, he doesn't know how to regulate his energy, I don't think. And that's what's bothering her a lot. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sweetie. You did very well. And Aunt Monica might want to talk to you. I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> um, I'm getting, she says yes to the back, but um, she, she says that, yes, it's his energy. And I just did a, a mental scan of his energy and he's got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So it might behoove the owner to yeah. um, um, spend extra quality time with Leah. And she says yes to that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big yes. It's mm-hmm. swinging yes. And that, <laughs> uh, and that maybe a, a treat or two might be good before owner goes to play and give some quality time to Sheldon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she says. Mm-hmm. And Sheldon might learn that he gets his quality time and shares owner mm-hmm. and he has to learn his place. Mm-hmm. She to needs to get, place. she has to come first. I think if you're going to feed, yeah. she gets fed before he does. That's a very subtle, me- don't you think Micah? It's like little things like that. Right. Right. Work. Right. Because it's a very subtle message. Right. Because they're in charge. Yeah. They were there first. Therefore, they get fed first. And Shelton gets mm-hmm. fed last. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. hearing yes. Um, <laughs> Got to have respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Definitely. They should have called Aretha. Aretha. <laughs> Aretha. <laughs> Do you like um, Red? Yes, she does. <laughs> Yes, red, please. <laughs> um, well, it would go quote, great with her, her coat. Yeah. Monica, energy field-wise, um, with her, or, her, or with cats in general, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or I can't, it doesn't matter, but, but how, how, how cat energy fields can, like, get really huge. and They are. They're very large. Yeah. I mean, um, humans can throw out energy. And, and, and once again, I refer to Star Wars in this case, because, you know, you talk about, you know, you talk about energy and you see, you see uh, Obi-Wan putting out his hand and throwing a guy who's 10 feet away, 40 feet beyond that, you know, but that's what it is with cats. And cats have that when she said spiky energy, that's what it is. It comes, it goes in waves. And that's why you get that killer instinct and then that beautiful, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's great again. And they've got that Frankenstein, that, that, that what is it? Uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of. Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. They, they change they, really quickly. They change fast because yeah. it depends on the moment because they've got to be on their toes to protect themselves or grab dinner. And uh, it happens fast and they have to react fast. Mm-hmm. And so that's the energy level. Her energy level though right now, yeah, maybe it's the, the picture, but it's very calm. Mm-hmm. It was very calm before Sheldon. And mm-hmm. she's a little out of whack because Sheldon's throwing some major, hi, I'm the new kid on the block. Love me, love my energy. Mm-hmm. But um, 
she's 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 definitely out of whack. But if you get Sheldon played with and um, you know, put him in a brown bag, let him beat his way out, you know, we're just just wear the energy down to where it's a little more manageable. Manageable. And I think an owner, don't you think you could feel your pet's energy, even if you're not a medium? I, I feel you, you can you can you know that your animal is is hot or cold about something is is feeling well or not is you know that instinctively and that's your ESP coming out so I think the owner can do that too can sit and meditate can sit and talk quietly mm-hmm. to her and to Sheldon mm-hmm. and explain the situation but they have to put up with each other <laughs> they do well but they do mm-hmm. and you know, I, I do. Yeah, they do. Um, one side note, um, you know, cats together um, either work or you have to manage it. Yes. And, um, but what I wanted to point out about cats, and this is something that I learned when I lived on, on our farm with the, the horses, is we had at one time six cats. Um, three, two or three, yeah, two or three were indoor. They learned to do use a dog door. So they were going in and out. And then we had, um, actually, so it was four of them, three of them that did that. We had two in the barn with the horses and that the one we have left is one of, one of those cats. And then we had Frank that used to come and visit and they would have cat meetings. But, but the thing that, that the cats, I'm serious. We, I, I think Terry's got a picture of the six of them sitting in the driveway. Oh, I can picture it. They do. Yeah. In a circle. circle. And, and um, Frank wasn't with us very long, but he was an amazing, amazing, calming energy and and integrative energy because that didn't happen until he showed up. Hmm. Um, But, but what I wanted to say is to talk about energy from it with cats, because they can, they really can extend their energy out, their energy bubble out um, farther than you would even imagine. Um, the example I can give you is when we had those cats on our three and a half acres, right? We didn't have any stray cats. Frank came in, everybody settled. We had the barn cats, we had the in and out cats, and we had Frank, okay, that hung outside. And those cats set up energetic, an energetic bubble around that property Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we didn't have stray cats or dogs for that matter but we didn't have any stray cats when the majority of that cat population passed you know um is when the first basset hound walked down the driveway oh wow it's not this bow but the first bow yeah somebody dumped this beautiful dog Yeah. Um, anyway, so, but that's when, you know, and then we started getting, you know, other cat. So we started having animals showing up, but the, the cats can really energetically expand their energy fields. And one thing I do, if I do a house call and there's cats, first of all, I prefer not to do that because I think it's harder on the cats um, for me to come into their space. But if I do, I'm out in my truck in the driveway and I'm talking to them out there. Oh, interesting. Oh, you know, all right, y'all, um, this is who I am. This is why I'm coming into your space. I know you know I'm already here. 
And this is why, you know, your people have asked me to come and have a conversation. And if you want to stay up on the second floor, we can still have that conversation. You don't have to come down if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, we're, you know, so I find cats fascinating in that way that they can really regulate their energy and in doing healing touch work, um, you know, when I would do some energetic work with cats, man, you really, you know, you have kind of like what they teach us is you have kind of a rheostat in your palms that, that the energy moves through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, because I'm also, you know, healing <clears throat> touch for animals practitioner. That was one of the things that the, they drilled into us in that program is with cats, you really have to turn that rheostat down until you've had a very, very small band of energy because cats are so their energy is so big and that's um, why we, i suggest that the the owner attend to the the younger cat sheldon mm-hmm. i'm assuming is the younger cat yeah and 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 wear him down but with the permission of the princess <laughs> so you want to get her exactly permission? so exactly. we've we've got three more um what do you think cat do we have time to do all three um we're kind of getting over We'll have to keep our, our responses short. Oh, she's sorry. Yeah, I accidentally muted myself. Um, Do you want to just? I think we've done a, it. It's been an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. uh, yeah. I think we can just bookmark this one and have you on in the future Love to go to. through with the rest of this these. Is fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got we've got several Monica. others, and I know like Katie was next. I don't know if we want to do Katie's really fast and then do the other. I two. think we'll just we can wait. I think until sorry. Would you Katie. all be? Will you? Would you all be on uh, into coming like maybe in a month or so, and we'll go through the rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm yeah, because I'm sure once people hear this, we'll probably get more too. I just feel like yes. um, we're we're hitting yeah an hour and a half. So yeah, yeah, this, um, it's, yeah. I, I don't want to. I'm wear just thinking out. about you editing this. And I'm like, you already have to put two different streams together, and <laughs> now it's an hour yeah. and a half. So I think this is a good place for us to. Um, uh, stop for the night and then we will just pick up this conversation in a month yeah and this is so interesting thank you so mm-hmm. much cindy and monica i mean i love yeah. hearing your insight because it makes us think i mean you know both you know not only has cat got a new dog but uh jen just got a new cat so she's been integrating a new cat household yeah uh and so yeah. um that yeah, is very is- difficult to do <laughs> yeah well, they I mean- tolerate each other today i had one sitting on my recliner with me and she was unaware of the older cat sitting on the table in front of me Mm -hmm. and the older cat leaned over and looked at the younger cat and the younger cat was like and then Uh, ran off (laughs) and the older cat's just like okay (laughs) yeah on a side note for you um i have a a a person i work with in indianapolis she's been a client of mine for over 20 years but she is my cat expert she knows more about cats than, than anybody I've ever met in my life um, and has a vet tech background as well. So she's got some, anyway, um, you have something to consider is maybe um, ta- if you want to come back to an animal theme thing down the road sometime to bring somebody like her in too, because cool. she's, she's, uh, she's, a, she's a radio personality in Indy. So she's very articulate and um and she knows, like I said, more. That's who I go to. If I have a client that is having a really difficult cat situation, I can talk to the cats, right? 
we can have conversation. But there are certain behavioral things going on, um, like the common ones are peeing outside, peeing and pooping outside a litter box. And, you know, that kind of, that's the most common one. I know, sweetheart. Mommy, I'll be down in a minute. And so, so, you know, she's a person that I will call and consult with and we trade. So, you know, I get some information from my client about the cats from a behavioral perspective. And she gets free reading for her six, right? So it's, it works out while we trade. No, um, but, okay. but someone like that, that really has a good depth of knowledge from a lot of dimensions about a type of house, you know, house pet might be something future down the road. That's different than what we do, <laughs> um, but it goes together really well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that would be too. I mean, yeah, I, thank I, you. We also want to hear some of your medium school stories. So maybe yes. that's how we, do yes. well, we want to we'll hear, we, we heard book, that you okay? got like, you, you had told us last time you kind of got in trouble. So we want yeah. to hear that story. Well, oh, we, yeah. You know, you kind of do the, we see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all the good stuff yet. This is just show. a teaser for the next episode that we yes. have you all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'd well, love to do that too. That'd be yeah. Yes, thank you for being on and rescheduling from no problem. two weeks ago, which turned out to be eventful. So with that, everyone, thank you for joining us for another wonderful Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities, the Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Logo, and along with me are Christina Wald and Jen Poehler. You can keep up with us at Cincinnati or Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, and Please send us your hometown haunts at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com and join us at the Hometown Haunts Facebook group. For everyone, 